0: You know, for some Christians, this is the biggest day of the Christmas season. Now, for us, we usually all the highlights on Christmas. But there are other Christian denominations where the epiphany is the largest. Christmas is big, but not like the epiphany. One of those groups of Christian uh, followers is the Orthodox Church. I used to live in Tarpon Springs. They celebrate the traditional day, the 12th day of Christmas, January 6th. And if you've ever been there on that day, it is like, wow, talk about a celebration. They have the divine liturgy. They have the tossing of the cross into the spring bayou where all the 16-year-olds dive down there to receive that cross and receive a year of blessing. Incredible Greek food all day long. Yeah, they really celebrate the epiphany. And what does that mean, though? What does the word mean? In Greek, epiphany means to show, to manifest, to manifest the glory of God. So there are epiphanies all through the Bible. When Moses sees the burning bush, that's an epiphany. God is showing himself to Moses in this glorious fire. At the end of the rain, the 40 days and 40 nights, when Noah sees the rainbow in the sky, it's an epiphany of the love and mercy of God. So they're all over the place. This feast day, traditionally, we focus on the three wise men, as we heard in the opening hymn. But really, there's three moments in Christ's life, traditionally as Catholics, that we celebrate on this day. We moved the celebration from January 6th to the Sunday near January 6th. And the reason the church did that is there were less and less people going on January 6th. In the church, we felt like we can't miss this feast day. Let's move it over to Sunday so that everybody in the church can celebrate this great day. There's three moments in Christ's life that are traditionally celebrated today. Obviously, the star and the three wise men is a manifestation of the glory of God, the Savior coming into the world. And those three wise men symbolize that Jesus came to save the whole world. The other epiphany that's celebrated here is the baptism of the Lord. When Jesus goes down into the Jordan River, And John baptizes him. And the voice is heard from the sky. This is my beloved son on whom my favor rests. And the dove appears as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Great manifestation of the glory of God. And the third one is the wedding of Cana. Right at the beginning of John's gospel. When Jesus turns the water into wine his first sign to symbolize all the great things that the Lord will do through his miracles in his three years of ministry here on earth. But you know, there are epiphanies in our lives all the time. And I thought it would be good today to focus on some that we experience so that we can connect to these great epiphanies and maybe even get more grace from them by realizing they still happen. God still manifests his glory all the time. I want to tell you about two of them. One is pretty dramatic, and the other one is more like an everyday one. A priest friend of mine, this is years ago, he walked into the room of a hospital, and you never know what's gonna happen when you walk into a room of a hospital. And he walked in there, there was a man there in the bed, his wife and his son. And he didn't know that the man was dying of cancer. And he was in tremendous pain. I mean, it's hard for us to even imagine, unless you've had that kind of disease and felt that kind of pain, what it was like. He was asking the nurse, bring the morphine. So he wasn't in a great mood. And when he saw my friend in with the Roman collar... He immediately said to him, leave. I don't believe in God. Go. Now, my friend is Polish, and so am I. And one of our cultural characteristics is stubbornness. So he didn't leave. He didn't leave. He went to the corner of the room and sat down. So the man is still talking to his wife and his son, and then all of a sudden he, he recognizes my friend in the corner. He said, didn't I tell you to leave? And my friend had stood up. And he said, yes, you did. But I didn't. It's <laughs> just like this guy. You have to know this guy to know that's how he would talk. And he says, well, what, what are you here for? And, he, and the priest said, God is very near you. As he was walking towards him. He said, where is God? I'm dying of cancer. You tell me, where is God?" And he continued to walk closer and closer. He said, he's right here. And something happened. And they started talking. And then the man asked if his wife and his son would walk out of the room because he wanted to go to confession. The guy just said he didn't believe in God. Now he wants to go to confession. Whenever you run into people who say they don't believe in God, I think a lot of the folks who you run into like that, they've got some deep-seated hurt, a wound there, and they're very angry at God. It's not really a disbelief. So he went to confession. Then his wife and his son came back in, and my friend witnessed the man saying to his wife, I can't quote it exactly because it's been a lot of years since I heard this story, but it was basically this. He told his wife, I've not always been a good husband, but I want you to know I love you and I'm sorry. And then he turned to his son and said, I haven't always been there for you as you deserved but I want you to know how proud I am of you. It was a wonderful healing. And that family said afterwards, you know, he died a little bit after this. They said, we're so glad that that happened. Can you imagine if he had died all the unresolved feelings, the anger about the relationships, regret, And then maybe guilt about feeling angry about someone who just died. It was a great healing. And you know how the story ended? This is true. This is a real story. So the nurse finally comes in with the morphine. And he says to her, I don't need that anymore. I just got the best medicine I could ever have received. Now that is a dramatic epiphany. The glory of God, his love, his mercy. Let me tell you about an ordinary one. I used to work at St. Lawrence in Tampa and one of the priests who used to help us out on the weekends was a Franciscan priest. His name was Father Rock. People love Father Rock. I don't know why, but he never wore shoes when he said mass. He had socks on, but he never wore shoes. And there are all kinds of stories going around about why that is. I don't know. He told homilies that people could really relate to. He sang often in his homilies. But here's the epiphany I want to tell you about. We have a school there like you do here. And the sixth graders were going to confession. So I was talking to the sixth graders about how to go to confession, just a little reminder Encouraging them about the form and their of contrition. And then I told them who the priests were going to be, who were going to help out. And as soon as I told them Father Rock is going to be here, these sixth graders started cheering. I'm thinking to myself, I never seen anybody cheering to go to confession. In fact, there's a kid in the back row, he's going with a fist pump. <laughs> you know, I, I asked those kids later on, Because Father Rock, actually, I asked them this after he died. He died on Christmas Day four years ago. And I asked them, what did you see in Father Rock? And they talked about how kind he was. Whenever you asked him for anything, he would stop, he would sit down, he would talk to you. I think they saw Jesus in him. These encounters were moments of manifestation, an epiphany. For these young people, that's an everyday one. Don't they happen all the time? I hope when I'm sharing with you these epiphanies, when you go home tonight, they'll pop up in your memory. You can usually spot them on some moment in your life where you really grew or something you had to face that was really difficult and you look back. People tell me this all the time. I could never have made it if God wasn't there. They're recognizing afterwards they had a manifestation of the glory of God in their journey. Remember this, though. When the shepherds saw the angels out in the fields, announcing the Savior has come, and when the wise men saw the star and followed it and found Jesus and Mary and Joseph... There were a lot of people in Bethlehem who went to bed that night and missed him. They didn't see it. Dear Lord, give us the eyes, the ears, and the heart to be open to the manifestations of your glory, the epiphanies in our lives. And may they draw us closer to you so that we may be filled with your love and your light and be agents of epiphany in our world today. Amen.